And welcome to the first edition of the Twins Weekend Wrap. We're here with Dick Bramer, the television play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Twins. Derek Hansen with you. And, Dick, thanks so much for being with us. Good. I'm looking forward to uh, keeping these uh, chats going, and hopefully uh, uh, we'll have a fun uh, spring and summer and fall of uh, Twins baseball to talk about. I, I will say I said television play-by-play voice, but it was fun to hear you on the simulcasts and what have you, and you did a little radio and got to hear you on the airways of KHGO this spring. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoy doing games on radio, whether it's uh, basketball or, or baseball, and uh, uh, it was a lot of fun this year, and it got me down here out of the uh, miserable <laughs> weather that uh, was uh, lingering through the upper Midwest. So, yeah, I've been down uh, here in Fort Myers for a long time. We're looking forward to uh, getting back home and getting the season started. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, there was a lot of speculation with the weather that we had around here in the upper Midwest that man, how are they going to get this season underway by March 28th? But looks uh, pretty good for Thursday in the forecast, so that's good news for the Twin Cities. Yeah, it can change a lot, of course, but the last time I looked, we were looking at 50 degrees and about a 20% chance of rain, so it looks like we'll get the opener in. And, you know, it's it's important, I think, for Twins fans to be aware as to why the Twins are opening uh, the season uh, in March at Target Field, and it's because of the Final Four which hits the Twin Cities the following week and uh, pretty much every hotel within a 30-mile radius of downtown Minneapolis is uh, booked because of the Final Four. So that's why we're trying to get these games in uh, in the month of March, and then the Twins will get out of town and the basketball tournament will uh, hit the uh, metro area in uh, downtown Minneapolis, and we'll be on the road in Kansas City Philadelphia and New York, and then we'll see what the weather brings in April. <laughs> well, you just never know. And, and that's one thing. When you look back on last season, and I think Corey brought it up a little bit yesterday on uh, the broadcast on the radio side, you know, that uh, snow out in April last year just seemed to kind of send everything derailed. You know, they had to what cancel three or four games or postpone them, I should say. It just seemed like that really put everything off kilter. Well, kind of uh, – no pun intended, everything kind of snowballed because of the blizzard. We played a game, I think the first pitch temperature against the White Sox on that uh, Thursday was like 26, 27 degrees, something like that. But we knew we had to play that game because we knew the blizzard was coming, and sure enough, 18 inches of snow fell. And about that time, you know, Byron Buxton uh, suffered a migraine, couldn't make the trip to Puerto Rico. And uh, yeah, a lot of things went wrong for the twins last year. And a lot of it seemed to coincide and it may have been coincidental, but it sure seemed to, you know, that things were uh, getting off to a a decent start anyway, in the first couple of weeks. And then by the middle of April, uh, one thing after another seemed to go wrong. Uh, Derek Hanson here with Dick Bramer, the play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Twins on the television side, brought to you by Jefferson Lines with the uh, Twins Week in Wrap and also looking ahead to the week that is, including the opening day game on Thursday. And uh, Jose Barrios, uh, he's going to be things uh, getting things going here on Thursday, which is uh, good news. And that probably would have been the case last year if uh, the Twins were going right to Puerto Rico. Yeah, and they wanted Jose to pitch one of those games in Puerto Rico. Uh, Jake Odorizzi was the opening day starter last year Last year uh, in Baltimore. He actually did a really good job. But I think uh, this will be the first of uh, many opening day assignments for Barrios. Uh, I think the, the the way that he pitched in Puerto Rico last year uh, convinced uh, the, the brass for the Twins that, yeah, he can handle opening day. 
because that was almost like a World Series atmosphere in Puerto Rico when he pitched against the Indians <laughs> yeah. in the middle of April. So uh, I don't think there are any concerns about uh, Barrios and how he'll be able to handle things uh, come Thursday afternoon. His mound opponent will be tough, you know, Corey Kluber of the Indians. But if you want to uh, beat the best, you better uh, be able to you know throw your best pitcher up against theirs. And uh, it'll be nice for everybody just to get the, the season started again. I guess that is the biggest question right now. They're going up against a team that's won the division the past couple of years, and I guess if you're going to chase anyone in the American League Central, it's most likely going to be Cleveland. I think that's why a lot of people have some optimism for this young Twins team is the fact that the AL Central seems to be a little bit down. Well, you know, all that really matters, I guess, is that the Indians, uh, the perception is that they uh, will take at least a step backward uh, this year. You know, going into the uh, spring training, there were concerns about the uh, Indians outfield uh, not having Michael Brantley and others out there. Uh, and now as spring training has developed, the biggest question is their infield because Jason Kipnis and uh, uh, Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor, uh, I don't think any of the three of them will be ready for the opener on Thursday at Target Field. Uh, Ramirez fouled the ball off his left knee in the ball game yesterday and uh, it doesn't look likely that he'll be able to uh, recover from that. Uh, they did x-rays, no broken bones or anything like that, but uh, I think most people would be surprised if Ramirez would be in the lineup. So you take Kipnis and Lindor and Ramirez out of that Cleveland lineup, and uh, it's a completely different lineup than the one that uh, won the division last year. I had a conversation over the weekend after Kyle Gibson got uh, touched up a little bit, and I said it's spring training. Don't read into it too much because these guys are trying to start, you know, just kind of mess with a few things before their opening day start, right? Yeah, and I, in fact, this morning I went over to the ballpark and talked some with uh, Jake Odorizzi, and uh, he was saying because a lot has been made of the fact that he has been held out of the the major league games down here in Fort Myers. He's been working on the minor league side on some things. And he says, you know, that's what spring training is for. You know, you're, you're working on different grips, different things. You're trying some different things that might uh, help you down the road. And that's really what spring training is for. There's very little uh, importance placed on the outcome of the games. You don't want to do as, you know, Kyle uh, did. And, uh, you know, some of the other starters have had, uh, disappointing outings down here. You don't want that, of course, but if you have that, it's better to get it out of the way now and work on some things to get ready for when the bell rings. No, that's exactly right. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how because he is such a you know smart baseball guy, right? And if he can just put everything together, he he could be a force because he really gets the game. He's a fun guy to talk to about the sport of baseball. And he was one of the pioneers in the Twins organization in terms of embracing uh, some of the newer metrics that uh, you know baseball uh, uh, is you know ruled by and, and governed by now uh, you know trying to work on different things in advance of uh, you know some of the new methods that have been used he's he, you're right he's a very intellectual guy uh, sometimes you know I think you know maybe that's been to his detriment if you will because he's been analyzing and thinking about things too much he's got great stuff you know, he's got a good two-seam fastball, a good four-seam fastball, a couple of breaking balls now. And he was, uh, you know, 2018, it might have been disappointing for the Twins as a team, but uh, many are feeling it was kind of a breakthrough season for Kyle on the mound. 
Yeah, no question. He's he's a fun guy to watch and certainly a, a good human being, too. I mean, his uh, missionary trip that he did cost him a little bit as far as getting sick with E. coli, I do believe, but it just tells you the type of human being he is, too. Well, and he felt really bad. He was so sick he was unable to come up for uh, the Diamond Awards. He was going to get the award for the uh, Pitcher of the Year for the Twins and uh, unable to do that, and he wanted to be involved in Twins Fest the following weekend. But you're right, he was uh, stricken by the E. coli virus and ended up losing 15 pounds. He's just about back to where uh, he wants to be weight-wise. We've all watched Kyle over the years. There's not a whole lot there in terms of body weight to lose without it being noticeable. But he's just about back to where he wants to be. And I suspect he'll be pitching uh, this weekend against the Indians either Saturday or Sunday. I guess the biggest question now comes to the bullpen, right? I think a lot of people were surprised that Fernando Romero got sent down. Did that surprise you at all with the way things were going for him? Well, not the way things were going. It didn't surprise me because he had a couple of really disappointing outings, but it is uh, very disappointing uh, because he was considered to be one of the power arms that the Twins were going to you know, work their bullpen around, and now he's not going to be there at the start of the year. Uh, you know, it opens up the question as to, you know, who's going to be getting the save opportunities, uh, hoping that the Twins get a couple of them uh, this weekend against Cleveland. And my guess is, and I don't know this, but my guess is Trevor May might be the guy uh, just because he's got a little bit more experience than some of the other guys and he's got a nice mix. Uh, And we'll see how that all plays out. But uh, I'd be surprised if Romero doesn't contribute to this Twins bullpen before the year is out. How do you look at the bullpen right now? It's it's going to be interesting with the 25 guys that come up, how many guys will be in the bullpen, and it'll be kind of a get-to-know-you with uh, some of the guys that we maybe haven't heard of before, too. Yeah, I've said during the broadcast down here, it wouldn't surprise me if by season's end there weren't the four, maybe even five different pitchers who got saves by the end of the year. I can see Taylor Rogers being given a save situation. I can see Trevor May. I can see Blake Parker getting some saves. Uh, and so we'll have to wait and see how it all fares or how, how it all uh, plays out. The one guy who, you know, people haven't talked much about this spring because he's really struggled, frankly, is Addison Reed, a veteran guy who, you know, has closed games before, but he's really, really struggled down here. And I'm not sure whether he might not uh, end up the season on the uh, injured list uh, before we get to target field uh, on Thursday. As far as the, um, and we're talking with Dick Bramer here again, we're doing the Twins weekend wrap, and we always look at the week ahead and the opening days coming up on Thursday. Dick Bramer, the play-by-play voice on the television side for the Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Jefferson Lines. And this team should be fun to watch offensively. It's too bad Snowa's out, but when you look at C.J. Crone and Nelson Cruz when he gets going here, and it's been fun to watch Max Kepler at the top of the lineup. I mean, this batting order, I really like it from top to bottom. Yeah, and so much attention's been paid uh, to the new guys, Nelson Cruz and Jonathan Scope and C.J. Crone, and understandably because they're all uh, very good hitters, and uh, in the case of uh, Cruz and Crone, power hitters, and Scope had, what, 27 home runs, I think, two years ago. But to me, Derek, the key is going to be Byron Buxton, and I think this lineup will be just fine without Miguel Sano until he gets back. But it's, in my opinion, most teams now have a Miguel Sano type, a guy who potentially can hit 40 home runs, but he's going to strike out 175, 200 times a year. Most teams have somebody like that. When Byron Buxton 
is going good. There are very few players, very few teams who have a player like the Twins have in a productive Byron Buxton. That's why I think he is the key to the success of this Twins team. He's had an encouraging spring training down here, but he can do things on a baseball field that not many people in the game right now can do. And I think when he's going well, he can be one of the, considered one of the top five players in the game. Well, and his, uh, his men out in the outfield with him, too, are such key parts. You know, I mentioned Kepler before at the top, but you know, we always kind of forget Eddie Rosario, when he gets going, he's quite the spark plug for this whole team. Well, he should have been an all-star, in my opinion, last yes. year. He had a really good first half and a little bit less so in the second half. But one thing that, that has uh, caught the attention of the people who make the decisions in the Twins organization, and I think around baseball, Eddie likes the big stage. He likes, you know, uh, being in New York when he, you know, hit the big home run in the wild card game a couple of years ago. Uh, he just seems to relish big moments and 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 looks forward to those in terms of performing. Hit a home run in the first pitch he saw in the big leagues. I mean, that's the type of guy he is. So you look at his season numbers last year, and they were very good. But I think within that. There's the hope that if this Twins team can get into the postseason again, maybe this year, if not this year, next year, that Rosario would be one of the top guys to count on to, you know, to help lead this team through a long playoff run. Final thing for Dick Bramer here on the uh, Twins, a week in wrap brought to you by Jefferson Lines is opening day. I mean, it's special, isn't it? I don't, what year are you into this? Because I, I'm guessing it doesn't get old for you. It doesn't. This will be my 36th year with the uh, Twins. And uh, you're right. I've rather than my interest, enthusiasm, excitement waning over the years. I I honestly believe it. It increases from year to year. I can't wait to get things started. You know, when you think about it, Derek. uh, You know, and I'll be there for just about every game this year, uh, doing the games on TV. There are going to be so many great moments and so many great catches and walk-off wins and all of that. And it's so exciting to be a part of that as a broadcaster. I can't wait to get things started. And, and uh, you know, it's it's nice that it's the Indians coming to town. And maybe they're a little banged up, and maybe Twins can take advantage of that. But let's just hope this Twins team can get off to a good start. And uh, I'm, I'm very uh, much convinced that I think this is going to be a really fun summer for Twins fans. I can't wait for it. Uh, Joel Heitkamp, Jack Michaels, and myself will be down there again broadcasting live. I'll be anxious to see you since I didn't get to see you down at Fort Myers <laughs> to get away from this winter, but looking forward to it, and we'll talk to you very soon. You got it, Derek. We'll look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Again, that's Dick Bramer here, the television play-by-play voice for the Minnesota Twins, our first edition of the Twins Weekend Wrap. And again, brought to you by Jefferson Lines. Jefferson Lines, your number one bus experience for over 100 years serving North Dakota and cities throughout the Midwest. More Couch Potato Radio coming up here on the Mighty 790 KFGO.